And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is another Saturday evening right here in good old Northeast Alabama. Great coordinates to follow. And that means you're listening to Two Beards Talking. I am Daniel Sanders. And I am Matt Lasseter. Like we always do at the start of every show, we want to give a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. So much to talk about. So much. Where to begin? Top of the list? Bottom of the list? Middle of the list and work our way out? I don't know. I kind of want to save that last one for later on. That one's going to be a fun one to discuss. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I'm going I'm to have fun with that. I'll tell you what we're going to start off with. Okay. Jerry Springer died at 79, had cancer. Oh, we had, oh, we finally found out Yep, 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 had cancer, had cancer. Okay. He kept that shit on the down low. Apparently. Like, way fucking down low, like. I mean, it was the same way with Chadwick Boseman. Like, no one knew he had cancer. Yeah, no one knew he had cancer, but, like, he was still out in view of the public. That's, you know, why everybody was coming up with the nickname, you know, like, Crack Panther and all that other shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, but Jerry, like Jerry, had just completely dropped off the face of the fucking earth. Had no fucking idea the man had cancer. I honestly didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> just to be honest with you, I knew he was still alive. <laughs> like, because I, I tell you, the one who I thought was dead that died this week, and that was Harry Belafonte. Well, you're right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm right now. Yeah, I thought the man died a long time ago. I, I mean, it sucks that he died, though, like Harry Belafonte. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, baby daddies all over the country are rejoicing now. Well, you still got Maury. <laughs> eh, I'm just saying. <laughs> he just wasn't his uh, redneck beatdown, but it still exists. Yeah, you never saw as many titties on Maury, either. Well, that's because Maury plays during the day. <laughs> Jerry Springer <laughs> took place at night. Yeah, I know, you know, I I've watched Jerry Springer, and I was like, okay, like, I know you're paying these motherfuckers to act like this. Oh yeah, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, all of that shit is just it's set up. They even do that. Sh- they do. I guarantee you, they do that shit on every. Fucking daytime talk show, too. They're like, hey, however dumb you are, I need you to be dumber. Yeah. Like, guaranteed. But, anyways. Yep. Sad day. Jerry Springer's dead. Yeah. Baby daddies are happy. That hurts my feelings, though. And Harry Belafonte. That hurts my feelings worse. Yeah, that that one's worse. Man. Now, we're going to talk about... We are going to talk about... Yeah, we're, we're going to the top of the list now. Top of the list. Top of the list. I saw this video the other day that, you know, good on the guy for admitting he's a fucking idiot. But don't just come right out and say you're a fucking idiot the way this guy did. I mean, eh? I would rather know. Fair enough. So the dude... Is he he did a TikTok video talking about how he just found out 
18 months into a 36-month lease on his vehicle that he's not keeping the car at the end of that 36 months. I am going to wager that this individual is younger than 25. Uh, Definitely younger than 30. I'm going to say younger than 25 because you have to be at least 21 to do a lease, I believe. I believe that's correct. So he's somewhere between 21 to 24. I'm going to I'm going to say. I'm I think he might be older than that, but I'm still saying less than 30, but yeah. So dude's going on and it's not like he's pissed off at the dealership or anything like that. Nothing like he he is taking full responsibility. Good on him for that. Shit, he might be 30. <laughs> But he he flat out admits he he didn't read the contract, or if he did, he didn't understand the contract. Like, let this be a lesson to you. And this is coming from somebody who used to sell cars. We're not going to bullshit you about what's in the contract. Some might. Most salesmen are not. If you don't understand something, ask us. There was a document at a dealership that I worked at called an arbitration agreement. Uh-huh. Basically, in a nutshell, it's <laughs> you're 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 waiving your rights to a lawsuit against us by signing this. Yeah, pretty much. That's and like there were so many times I'd be going over the the contract packet with the customers, getting them to sign on everything, getting ready to send them to the finance manager, and we get to the arbitration agreement. You know, and I'm going through step by step. This is this is what this document is. This is why you're signing it. This is what this document is. This is why you're signing it. This is the arbitration agreement. I have not read this thing because this is a long ass fucking document that's filled with a lot of legal jargon. Yeah. That's designed to confuse people. <coughs> but basically, in a nutshell, this just means you're waiving your right to a lawsuit against us. Yeah, pretty much. And People are just, oh, okay, sign. Oh, if you, if you really want something to blow your mind, when I was working at pizza restaurants, I had to, I had to sign NDAAs and non-compete clauses. What, saying that you won't take Pizza Hut's recipe to Domino's? Yeah, for one, I, I couldn't use any, I couldn't take any trademark secrets over to another Pizza Hut or another pizza competitor. And for two, if I quit or got fired, I could not work at another pizza restaurant for six months to a year. I can't remember the exact date. But like I had to I had to sign non competes. Yeah, they don't and fucking pizza. Yeah, they don't force that shit. They don't enforce no, they that don't. shit. Because I've seen people go straight from Domino's to Pizza Hut. They don't enforce that shit. But it's in there. They could. They could if they wanted to, but they won't. <clears throat> Like I, I think the only way they would really enforce it is if you were like an area manager or higher. Probably. Now we're gonna we're gonna do a quick class here for those of you who don't know. When you go into a dealership, and I'm not talking about, you know, Jim Bob's buy here, pay here down on the corner. I'm talking about a legitimate Buick GMC, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Chevrolet, a branded dealership. You have the option to buy or lease a vehicle. Buying a vehicle 
is exactly that. You are either cutting a check for the full amount or you are financing through the dealership. True. And then once that vehicle has been completely paid for, it's yours to do with as you please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yours. Do with it what you want. You want to you fucking Selma and Louise that bitch off a fucking cliff? Do it. It's yours. I mean, you can, but only once. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that skydiving thing we talked about. Yeah, yeah. You don't need a parachute to go skydiving. You need a parachute to go skydiving twice. Yes. But a lease, on the other hand, lease is completely different. A lease is you are basically renting the car long-term from the dealership. Yeah. That's what a lease agreement is on a vehicle. You are renting the car for a set period of time based on the contract. Typically, it's anywhere from 24 to 36 months, average. Don't ever let me lease a car. Because that motherfucker is coming back used, son, let me tell you. Now, the thing with a lease agreement is, as you are filling out the lease agreement, they will tell you, you're not allowed to drive over X amount of miles per month. (laughs) Okay. You have to maintain the maintenance on the vehicle. It's covered under the lease agreement. All you got to do is bring it into the dealership. At whatever mileage or time interval they set for you, typically nowadays it's like uh, five months or 5,000 miles. Mm-hmm. But you bring it in, they do the maintenance on it, and it's covered under the lease agreement. You don't have to pay for it. That's one of the perks of doing a lease is your maintenance, your oil change, your tire rotations, all of that shit. It's covered for the entirety of the lease agreement. Yep, that's a perk. That, that is a perk. It's a small perk, but it's a perk nonetheless. The biggest downside to it is you just paid, typically on average, lease payment on a new vehicle, depending upon what you have, it's going to run anywhere from $250 to $400 a month, which is, depending upon what kind of vehicle you buy, going to be a used one more than likely but depending upon what kind of vehicle you buy how much money you put down so on and so forth 250 to 400 dollars a month is a used car payment that at the end you're going to own yeah because i mean payment on my truck's like 316 yeah which is a really good payment for for a truck well for what i financed yeah so there's upsides and there's downsides to both like i said with a lease You're renting the vehicle. All of the maintenance and everything is covered. That's an upside. Downside is, the end of that 36 months, you got to turn that vehicle, or however long, you got to turn that vehicle back in. Yeah. And for what you're paying on a lease, you could be paying that much on a vehicle to own it. Provided you could find a vehicle in your price range. Yeah. Because that's a lot of the reason people lease, because they can't find payments that low. Yeah. Now... On the flip side of that coin, is that much that you're paying to own a vehicle doesn't include maintenance charges, maintenance costs, getting the oil changed and all that other shit. It depends. Some dealerships, yes, you'll get like a, a, a maintenance warranty for like, you know, you, you could work it into the deal where you get like the first three oil changes and tire rotation covered. No, my mom still gets oil changes for free. 
like when she makes payments on her Ford Pass, like she builds up points, and she can change those points in for maintenance. Okay, that's that's totally different. It's still maintenance. That is totally different. It's still maintenance. That's totally different. But still maintenance. That is a rewards program. Still maintenance. You go down to what used to be Twin City used cars mm-hmm. and buy a vehicle from someone that used to work there. Yeah. Because it ain't there no more. Nope. <laughs> sure as fuck ain't. You might be able to get them to throw in on the Wii a couple of oil changes and a tire rotation. Well, yeah, but let's look at that dealership versus, you know, a good one. Okay. <laughs> We'll throw uh, the Buick dealership that I used to work for, Devan Lowe. I said a good one. <laughs> There's not a lot of good ones around here. I know. <laughs> That's why I said a good one. But I, I'm using one that I have experience with. Okay. But that doesn't make it a good one. <laughs> we would do, if we were desperate to sell a vehicle that was, especially if it was used. We'd throw in four free oil changes and a couple of tire rotations. That's basically a year's worth of maintenance thrown in. Which is still not bad. No, no, not at all. So, now, you do the math on that. If you're the kind that changes your own oil, depending upon if you use full synthetic or conventional, whatever. Say you use full synthetic. If you change your own oil, oil in an oil filter is going to run you about 50 bucks. Not for full synthetic. It's more than that. And it also depends on the vehicle. Because my truck takes eight quarts. Damn. Eight quarts of oil. I have to buy a five-gallon jug. And then and three then, quarts. Then three quarts. Yeah, it costs, to do the oil change myself, cost me like almost $100. God damn. See, my vehicle is five and a half quarts. Must be nice. <laughs> so, and I will go down when they're running deals. Like, get the oil and a free oil filter. Yeah. So, yeah, you can you can get it. Plus, well, plus I also get the perk of, you know, military discount. So, I mean, if I was a douchebag, <laughs> I could get that discount too. They don't check. No, most places nowadays, they have you set up in the system, so you have to be verified prior to. Like, I've had several places that were like, you know, that military discount if you want. I'm like, I could, but I can't. So, quit tempting me, Satan. (laughs) 10% off is kind of nice. It is. Uh, So, yeah, typically, buying the oil, get the oil filter thrown in for free, runs me about 50 bucks. Yeah, you dick. <laughs> your little ass fucking bullshit five and a half quarts. <laughs> My fucking truck bathes in oil. <laughs> it's bullshit. So, if you're the kind that changes your own oil, you have the capability to do that. 50 to, we'll say 50 to 75 on average. I mean, capability is literally just turning a screw. It's that simple. It's it's less about being able to turn the screw, more about having the space to turn said screw. Car ramps, my dude. Car ramps. Up, under, 
turn yeah. train. Unless I want to do it in the middle of the street in front of my house, I don't have anywhere to do it. Sure you do. Do it in your fucking driveway. My driveway slopes. Go the other way. <laughs> it still slopes. Okay. <laughs> do you have an emergency brake? Maybe. <laughs> do you have a block to put behind your back tire? Possibly. There you go. <laughs> go the other way. Oh, Jesus Christ. Can't, and I've thought about, you know, okay, I can do it in the backyard. Well, no, the fuck I can't because my backyard is a goddamn swamp. You can do it in the front yard. That shit flat. If I get it dry enough, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, now if you take your car to a service shop... Depending, you know, if you take it to a dealership service shop, first and foremost, you're a fucking idiot. Me. Because you're going to pay twice as much. Whereas most of your, you know, standard automotive service shops... You might pay, depending, again, this is all depending upon how many quarts of oil it takes, what kind of oil you're using, where I would pay 50 bucks just to buy the oil and the filter myself and change it. It cost me at the service shop that I go to about 75, yeah, about 75 bucks. Well, see, what you really do, here's the fucking move. You become friends with somebody that works at a fucking dealership garage. And then you text them on a Saturday and say, hey, buddy, I'm going to come by and change my oil. And they go, okay, because none of the bosses are there. And you pull that shit up on their rack, lift that fucker up, and change your own fucking oil. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I've ever done that or seen that done. No, 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 no. no okay. No. Nice try, though. <laughs> so, yeah, again, there, there's perks to both sides. Buying a car, biggest perk, you own the vehicle. Ish. Leasing a car, you don't own it. No, but you can drive it like you stole it. Because fuck them. No, if if that's the thing about a lease is if you go over like if they if they say you have to set mm-hmm. like I'm going to be driving this thing to work. Might take it on vacation. X, yada, yada, yada. Okay, we're doing a 36-month lease on this vehicle. You cannot exceed so many miles within the year. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I never said it wouldn't be the hardest fucking miles that car's ever done. (laughs) Barking in every fucking gear, son. (laughs) So... Yeah, they're they're very stringent about that shit. If you exceed those miles, and they're, you know, if if you say 15,000 miles in a year, which is the national average, and you bring it into the dealer shop, dealer shop. The dealer shop. <laughs> yeah, you bring it into the dealership, and it's got 15,000 and 100 miles. That's not a big deal. What if you bring it in with exactly 15,000 miles, but you've melted the piston rings? They're probably going to ask some questions. <laughs> like, I said I wouldn't drive it far. I didn't say I wouldn't drive it hard. Now, if you come in after agreeing to 15,000 miles a year and it's got 18,000 miles on it. Where the fuck you been? And they're going to ask some questions and you're probably going to be in violation of your lease agreement. I was like, oh, I forgot to mention I did a cannonball run. <laughs> My bad. So, 
again, good on the guy for admitting that he's a fucking jackass that doesn't know how to read a contract. Yeah. <laughs> takes a lot of balls to admit that. But if you don't know what the fuck you're getting into, ask fucking questions. Again, most salesmen out there, most, not all, most, we will help you understand what the fuck you're getting into. Because most, not all, most of us are good people and we give a shit about our customers. I don't know if I'll get most on that. I would go some on that. No, I would say most. Because I've met more shitty car car salesmen than I have good car salesmen. I would say most just simply because, you know, now, now back in the day, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, back in those days, oh, yeah, fucking snakes everywhere. But, I mean, with the way technology is nowadays, salesmen are having to compete with people buying cars online. Salesmen are having to compete with people getting cars from a fucking vending machine. Yeah, it's pretty dope. You cannot, that, you cannot compete with that shit. Yeah, I know, it's great. There was a, I mean, there was a used car lot, like the buy here, pay here place, right in Shallow. I used to love I remember. I, I love that guy. Like, everybody was like, oh, he'll fucking screw you over. Never once. Never once did he screw me over. <laughs> okay, so you see, here's the thing about buy here, pay here places. And I've got a friend that runs a buy here, pay here lot. They are generally good people. But the problem is... And I'm not saying this is, you know, generalized across the board, but you know, especially around here, the kind of people that are going to a buy here, pay here lot are the kind of people that cannot go to a dealership and get approved financing. That's not entirely true. I'm I'm just saying generally, not always. There are exceptions. There are always exceptions. See, I would go to a buy here, pay here place because I've never pulled on to a lot. And seen a Nissan Sentra six-speed spec R. You're not going to see that. But you will at a buy-here-pay-here place. And, like, back in the day, I used to be about them, like, import fucking five-speeds. That's what I wanted. Them rice cookers. Loved them. (laughs) And the one vehicle in particular, I actually, this time, I wanted an SUV. So I went and got a, a Nissan Pathfinder. Drove it for, like, a day. And the knock sensor was going out on it. He's like, all right, well, bring it back up here. I'll, I'll fix it for free. Brought it up there. He fixed it. Took it back out. Next day, it was, I was like a week later, crankshaft position sensor was going out on it. Took it back up there. I was like, look, dude, like, come on. Like, I, I need something that runs. This is bullshit. And he's like, all right. He's like, tell you what. You can have the, the Grand Cherokee. I'll give you the Grand Cherokee. Same payments, same price. Bet. Love that fucking Grand Cherokee. Drove like a fucking champ. Yeah. Again, typically the average customer base at a buy here, pay here lot is somebody that cannot get approved for financing at a legitimate, I won't say legitimate, at a name brand dealership. A big box dealership. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> I'll be honest with you. If you go into a dealership and Santander won't even touch you for a fucking car deal, your credit's fucked. 
Oh, I can get financing. I've seen me do it. But sometimes I'm just looking for something different. Yeah. But, I mean, here and here's the thing. Santander, if you ever go into a dealership and they say Santander. Run. <laughs> it means typically your credit's fucked <laughs> because that's all Santander. I mean, Santander will take prime credit all day long. But a dealership is not going to put somebody with prime credit on Santander unless they're literally the only people who bite. But if you've got prime credit, you're going to get more looks than just Santander. But if they come up to you and say Santander, you'd be better off going to a buy here, pay here. Run. Like, you will get some of the worst rates and experiences through Santander. And, you know, and and on the flip side of that coin... I went to a buy here, pay here place in Fort Payne, and I'll never go back to that fucking place. Dean's? No. Actually, I've been to Dean's, and I had a really good car from Dean's. No, it was fucking Teague. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went there and wanted the, I think it was an 05 Pontiac Grand Am GT. Okay. That's what I wanted. And he was like, well, your down payment's not enough for that. You need a 1000 down. You only got 500 so fucking what? I'm paying payments on it, motherfucker. You're going to get your money. He's like, we'll put you in this escort sport. I need a fucking car. So I was like, all right, whatever. Got the car. Went, filled it up with gas. Driving up the mountain. Starts getting kind of sluggish. And I was like, ah, fuck. I bet it needs fucking plugs and plug wires. So I pull it on in. It's an auto parts store in Rainsville. And I was like, hey, uh, hey, check on the price for some plugs and plug wires for that, uh, Oh, court es- uh, that uh, that escort sport out there. He goes, the one that's on fire. I was like, yeah, it'd be the one. <laughs> <laughs> fucking catalytic converter went out. Oh, fun! <laughs> Took the car with it, and uh, so I called the guy and I was like, hey, uh, you want to come get this car? He's like, why? Wow. I was like, because I'm watching the uh, fire department put five thousand gallons of water through this motherfucker. Currently, it burned down. He's like, what happened? I was like, I don't know. That's for you to figure out. I need a car. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry. He comes, gets the car, and he's like, I'll give you another one. Which one do you want? And I, walk, I was like, I want that Grand Am GT. But since, uh, you know, you were a dick and wouldn't let me have that to begin with, I'll take the 05 Impala. Got the 05 Impala a week later. Hole in the fucking radiator. So I had to get that fixed. And then uh, a week later, torque converter started going out. So I drove that fucker back down there and said, no. I'm not giving you another goddamn dime and just left it. Mm. So I will never go back to that place. So, yeah, let this be a lesson to you. First off, learn the difference between buying and leasing a vehicle. Yeah, it's pretty big. And then second, ask questions. The only dumb question is the one you don't ask. That's not entirely true. I've had some dumb questions. Okay, that's fair. But <laughs> as the saying goes, the only dumb question is the one you don't ask. No, I mean, like, I've been asked some really dumb questions. It's not like I've had dumb questions. Like, I've been asked some really dumb shit before. No, as, as have <laughs> I. As and have I. I. It, proves that it, it, it proves that saying is wrong, but <laughs> the saying is still there. Like, ask the question even if it is dumb. Like, I, I would much rather a salesman look at me and go, man, this guy's fucking retarded. Okay, so I'm going to answer this question, but I just want you to know you're fucking retarded. Like, I would much rather that be the thing than 
to get off the lot and then realize I'm fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Again, learn the difference between buying and leasing a vehicle and then ask questions. If you don't know, ask questions. Here's the... Yeah, if, if you're given a fucking contract, you know... Granted, we all do this when you agree to the fucking terms when you're on your fucking Apple device or whatever, when you agree to the terms of service, that's a contract. Nobody reads that shit. Nobody. That's how Kyle Broflowski wound up getting his mouth sewn to some Chinese dude's anus. That's true. It happened. I've seen it. Yep. Yep. It's true. Shouldn't have done that. He's just a boy. (laughs) Me and my boss were saying that all day Friday. (laughs) That is a contract. Granted, nobody reads it. But when you're in a contract that involves money, especially your money, read that shit. Fucking memorize that shit. Read it and ask questions. Protect yourself. See ya. Cover your ass. Yes. Moving on. As we do. No segue. No segue. Couldn't really segue into this one. It could have been done, I think, maybe. Nothing's coming to mind, but probably could have been done. I'll I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. You figure out a segue. I'll wait. Fire your car dealer. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Segue. No, that's not a segue. It is a segue. It's a non sequitur segue. Oh, Jesus Christ. Monday of this week. There's a whole lot of shaking up in the news world on Monday. Wait, which Monday? I had like four of them. True. (laughs) True. Was it Monday part one? Monday part two, the revenge? Monday part three, the fucking. It was. It really was. I'm still walking a little bow like That was a shitty day for me. Well, you know what they say, the dildo of consequences rarely shows up lubed. No, this one showed up with sandpaper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I think there may have been a chainsaw. <laughs> nope. Monday of this week, this previous Monday, there was a lot of shaking up going on in the uh, media world. Yeah. <laughs> on both sides of the aisle, left and right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First one that we heard about was Don Lemon. That's not the first one I heard about. The, that, the Don, first one I heard about was Tucker Carlson. Don Lemon was the first one that I heard about. And then well, right right after that, I heard about Tucker Carlson. That's because you don't watch the same thing I watch. Like, I was watching um, I was watching Tim Pool talk about Tucker Carlson. And in, in fucking, like, as he was reading an article, he's like, holy shit, Don Lemon just got fired. <laughs> like, it was fantastic. Yeah, both of them on Monday. Don Lemon, CNN, Tucker Carlson, Fox News. Severed, gone, done. Yeah, which, again, like I've said, the Don Lemon thing kind of makes sense. It does. It does. You know, (laughs) he wasn't a big draw. He wasn't. Um, Don Lemon's claim to fame was the fact that he was a fucking race baiter. You know, that's at least what drew our attention to him was 
the fact that he's a fucking race baiter, plain and simple. And yeah, I mean, but well, not just that one. Didn't isn't he gay? He is gay. He yeah, a, I think he, I'm pretty sure he did a lot of gay ride stuff too. He is gay, but you know that that aside, that's not what drew my attention to him. The fact that he is a fucking race baiter. <laughs> but I mean, uh, and again, like he's not the big draw at CNN anyway. When 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 someone says CNN, I think Anderson Cooper. Yeah, that's that's the big, and he's not even that good. No, like, no. I don't like CNN. Conversely, I don't really like Fox like, News either. In in order, when I think CNN, I think Anderson Cooper. I think um, shit. I can't even think of his fucking name now. The New York uh, governor's brother, Cuomo. Cuomo, yeah. Anderson yeah. Cooper, Cuomo, well, Don Lemon. Cuomo's not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. He got fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty hard. <laughs> but yeah, that that is who I... And the Cuomo thing, reason why I think of him so much is back during the election, uh-huh. I was watching CNN, uh-huh. seeing what CNN was reporting on shit for the fucking election. And I caught it. I have a recording of it. I showed you this recording Probably. where they were talking about poll results. And Cuomo says, I don't think we, uh, we, we ever had a poll where Donald Trump was in the lead in this area. And the person he had on his panel was, I can't rem- Basically, the whole point of this was it showed media bias on what they report. You know, Cuomo makes the comment, I don't think there was ever a, a, a poll result where Donald Trump was in the lead in this area. And then this guy on his panel responds, well, uh, certainly not one that uh, we would have allowed to have been aired on the network or put on our website. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little biasy. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. A skosh, if you will. Yeah, a smidge. A sprinkling of bias. Just salt bay. <laughs> so, but what I thought was funny was, uh, it was either the same day or the day after. The hens over at The View. It was the day after, I think. Were very, very, very quick to... Rush to the defense of Don Lemon. They have to. Now, now, but now here's the thing. One of the biggest reasons Don Lemon got fired from CNN was due to sexist comments that he made. Yeah. Basically showing that he's a misogynist. Yeah. Which, I mean, Gay men typically hate women, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just throw that out there. <laughs> like, the, now, I will say this. this is the one, And this is the only time you'll ever hear me say this. There's one question that they brought up on The View that I do actually agree with. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> and as a matter I actually think it was Whoopi Goldberg that asked it. Asked. asked. <laughs> she asked the question. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, like, drive through the bad part of town on your way over here? What the fuck? No, I was watching this uh, video someone sent me the other day where a black guy, it was a TikTok video, um, black guy calls 911 
and he's oh, pretending I, to I, be yeah, white. I know that video. Holy shit. And I the 911 dispatcher puts him through a test. Say ask. <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, that's... That's teetering on racism. But anyway, continue. But anyways, no. <laughs> what question did she ask? Shut up. <laughs> Racist fuck. She asked the question, if you thought he was a misogynist, why would you take him then out of his time slot where he had a solo show and put him on a morning show with two women? Because his solo show was getting dick for ratings. It was. But again, if you thought he was a misogynist and a sexist, why? Doesn't matter what time of day they put him on the show. Why would you put him on a show with two women as his co-host? Well, again, the reason's twofold. For one, his solo time slot was probably getting dick for ratings. And for two, he was a bigger draw than the two women that they had on the show. See, I think it was different than that. I think because he had a blow up during that morning show. A couple of them. But yeah. yeah. I think they put him there as a way to fucking trap his ass and catch his like get give them more ammo to say, okay, this is why we're firing you. I mean, probably. It, it's it's entirely true. But the view coming to his defense does not surprise me because they're all part of the same fucking cult. They are. But yeah, they were they were very quick to uh, one of, one of the ladies on the show. Oh, I've I've known him. Not been friends with him for twenty years, and I love him, and he loves me, and we're a happy family. She didn't actually say that, um, but yeah, they're just they're going on it. And then of course, Joy Behar. Joy Behar. <laughs> I still got fifteen minutes of Joy Behar. <sighs> I love that movie. <laughs> Joy Behar chimes in talking about Tucker Carlson. Because, again, they got fired on the same day. This is what she had to say about Don Lemon. He should not have been fired because, for one, he apologized. Okay. And then he underwent formal training. Uh, Okay. A known, like, it's not a we think he might be. No, he did shit on air. Don Lemon. Made comments on air that showed his misogynistic attitude. Yeah. But again, I don't watch CNN talk your fuck. Tucker Carlson, on the other hand, there's all kinds of speculation as to why he was fired from Fox News. Nothing really concrete right now, though. I'm actually 100% okay with the fact that Fox News fired Tucker because it's not going to hurt him. It's just Oh, gonna, no, it's just going to help him. It's just going to make him 10 times more popular because did you see the ratings when... Oh, Fox, Fox News, their stock has fucking tanked. Okay, he was getting... Tucker was getting three point some odd million viewers in the 8 o'clock time slot. Yes. All right, who would they have take over? Bill... Something I don't I can't I don't know who they had to take over for him. He got one million viewers. Yeah, a little over a million viewers in the key demo. He got like a hundred thousand. Yeah, Tucker was getting four to six hundred thousand a night in the key demo. Yeah, and you know what I think is awesome. The very last show that Tucker Carlson did 
the Friday night before he got fired. Did you see the video of the pizza dude stopping the fucking guy that was running from the cops? No. This pizza delivery guy, <coughs> I want to say, I can't, I want to say it was up northeast somewhere. Was it in New York? No, I think it was uh, Pennsylvania. I was hoping it was New York and it was the guy that hung out with the Ninja Turtles. No, I think it was Pennsylvania. But anyways, um, Close enough. this delivery dude was making a delivery at a house and this was caught on the uh, doorbell camera at the house. Mm-hmm. A fucking vehicle is running from the cops through the neighborhood. Dude turns around and is watching it. And then like the vehicle they're chasing comes to a stop or wrecks or something. But the suspect that they're chasing gets out of his car and starts to run through the yard. Pizza dude is walking back towards the street to see what the hell is going on. And when he sees the dude running at him, running from the cops, guy sticks his fucking leg out and trips the dude. Oh, fuck that. You got to tackle that man. Never dropped the fucking pizza. A bad son bitch right there. So he trips the bitch. fucking dude. The cops catch the suspect, and he delivers the fucking pizza. I bet he didn't even get a tip. If I was the cops, I'd have broke him off a twenty, at least. I'm yeah, like, dude, thank you so much. I was I was already getting ready to shoot this motherfucker. I ain't trying to run. And his very last show on Fox News, Tucker had that delivery guy come on the show, mm-hmm. and dude delivered fucking pizza. And Tucker Carlson talked about his days as a kid growing up when he was a pizza delivery person. Yeah. yeah. And one of the pizzas that he ordered, sausage and pineapple. Sausage and pineapple? You mean ham and pineapple? No, sausage and pineapple. That's even more strange than ham and pineapple. I think pineapple on pizza is strange, period. It's actually not that bad. I'll never try it. It's actually not that bad. I will never try it. It's pretty good. Pineapple does not go on pizza. Fight me. Okay. <laughs> I, I, and it's not something that I I want all the time, but like, hear me out here. Here's what you do. You get a uh, get a thin crust. <clears throat> that way it can't get all soggy and waterlogged by the fucking pineapple. You put honey barbecue sauce as your sauce. Put your cheese down. Put barbecue on it. Sprinkle the pineapples. More cheese through the oven. Best pizza you'll ever eat. Pineapple does not go on pizza. Change my mind. <laughs> okay, eat that pizza. <laughs> and you'll be like, you know what? I'm kind of thinking that pineapple might go on this particular pizza. Pineapple does not go on pizza. <clears throat> oh, it does. It does not. But it's very specific. You can't get like a Supreme ad pineapple. That's weird. No, no. Pineapple does not go on pizza. But be that as it may. So, back to what I was saying. The hens at The View. Rushed to the aid of Don Lemon. Rushed to his defense. Oh, well, he apologized and he underwent formal training. But Tucker Carlson deserved to be fired. Tucker Carlson, all he ever did was just spread misinformation and and, and stir up, uh, you know, bad shit between people. <coughs> okay, my question is, Don Lemon, who is a... <laughs> we know why he got fired. <laughs> we have the evidence and the receipts. You say he should be forgiven because he apologized and underwent formal training. So, Tucker Carlson, who we don't know why he got fired. Again, there's speculation about it, but nothing concrete. Nothing has been officially announced as to the cause behind his firing. 
But let's just say one one of one of the things out there was uh, claims of sexual harassment against an executive producer who they never actually met in person. Mm-hmm. Because Tucker Carlson mostly filmed his show from the studio at his house. Yeah. He was very rarely in studio in New York. Yeah, he stayed in Maine. Yeah. Or in Florida. <clears throat> well, that's that's new. That's that was recent. Yeah, it was but still, it was either in Maine or it was in Florida. He rarely was in studio in New York. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. Allegedly. Allegedly. He supposedly made uh, sexual harassing remarks. Allegedly. To this executive producer who they never actually met. Well, again, like I said, you can do that. Oh, you can do that through text, except there's no evidence of it through text. Oh, yeah, I'm saying like. She claims it was done, you know, sexual harassment by proxy. You know, uh, <laughs> wait a minute, what? <laughs> hey, go ahead and tell her she's got a nice fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? McCaskill and one of the other producers at Fox News, she's claiming supposedly uh, they were, you know, threatening her for Tucker Carlson. Th- threatening? Yeah. What kind of sexual harassment is she into? <laughs> Oh no, there's there's some people into some kinky shit out there. That's fucking weird, man. But yeah, so let let's just say for argument's sake that that's the reason he got fired. I don't think it was personally, but let's just say that's the reason he got fired. Uh-huh. So based on what Joy Behar had to say about Don Lemon, if Tucker Carlson were to uh apologize and attend formal training, then you know, would all be forgiven? Because, I mean, it was for Don Lemon, according to Joy Behar. No, because he's not a part of the cult. Oh, yeah, that's right. See, you can see he's, he's not a part of that. That's right. Yeah, he didn't drink the blue Kool-Aid. Or any Kool-Aid, for that matter. Because, in my opinion, Tucker Carlson was harder on Republicans than he ever was on Democrats. Oh, absolutely. He would fucking rip Republicans to shreds. That's the thing that I love about Tucker Carlson is he is an equal opportunity ass shredder. That sounded dirty. <laughs> that sounds like something that would be in a gay porn. <laughs> like you've seen Orgasmo, right? I feel like that's one of the bad guys that Orgasmo would find. Equal Fuck. opportunity ass shredder. Equal opportunity ass shredder. <laughs> The fucking E-O-A-S. <laughs> it's Orgasmo <laughs> and Chona Boy. Oh, my God. But, yeah, even when Tucker Carlson was at MSNBC. Equal Opportunity Ash Shredder. E- equal Opportunity Ash Shredder. Ooh. The MSNBC, when he was at MSNBC, that was when uh, he he, he re- wore a bow tie. No. I thought he wore a bow tie at MSNBC. No. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure he didn't. But that was when he did the interview with the uh, woman from California who thought the barrel shroud was the the shoulder thing that goes up. Still haven't figured out what that is. Unless she's talking about literally the stock. 
Because it's a shoulder thing, and it does go up if you have the rifle pointed down. Technically, no. The way the way she motioned her hand, the shoulder thing that goes up. She's talking about the sling. Was it a bra strap falling off? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the way she motioned her hand to describe the barrel shroud, she she was describing a sling, and. Tucker was just like, no, that's not what it is. I wonder how many times Tucker was sitting there going, man, this person's fucking stupid. Oh, I'm sure the entire interview. Jesus Christ. No, I mean, like, uh, over the course of his career. Oh, I'm sure he's done. He's been vocal about it. (laughs) Like, just sitting there like, man, you are so fucking stupid. Why are we letting these people talk? Like, I get it. Like, we're fucking stupid. But you can't stop us. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) This homegrown, we do our own shit. Like, no one has invited us on anywhere. And if they did, they would be like, man, these guys are fucking stupid. I'd love love for Tucker to invite us on his new show. Oh, man. I guarantee you. Because I think it was reported Fox was paying him $35 million a year. Right. I guarantee you, if he launches his own show... He's clearing $100 million a year. Oh, absolutely. Easy. Do you th- If Tucker were to start a podcast, do you think he would rival the likes of Joe Rogan? Uh, it would take some time because as of right now, Joe Rogan is still the biggest, most popular podcast out there. But I think he would, yeah, because Tucker Carlson has way more reach than people realize. Oh, yeah. Like, Joe Rogan has reach. Like, he can get to celebrities and athletes and fighters and scientists. And, but Tucker Carlson has more reach than, they, than people oh, give yeah. credit for. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think he would rival um, Joe, but it would be different because Joe's podcast is long form and it's just random. Like they talk about whatever they want to talk about. I think Tucker's would be much more structured. And, 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 prob- and topic driven. And he probably wouldn't have people smoking pot on his show either. I, I, I guess he could if he wanted to. I mean, Florida man yeah, does what Florida man does. That Yeah, yeah that's true. That but, is true. But I, I, I see him clearing $100 million a year easy. Oh, for sure. I mean, you realize he built the Daily Caller, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was him. He just sold out of that recently, which is kind of shitty. He just sold out Daily Caller. And then gets fired from Fox News. He could have just went right back to Daily Caller. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. He'll just build something else. Or he'll just do a podcast. I mean, Spotify would jump all over that. Oh, fuck yeah, they would. Tucker Carlson, exclusive podcast? Fucking, yeah, they're going to... They would fucking jump all over that. But uh, <coughs> anyways, this next topic is all yours. You, you, you know more about this than I do. I need you to read more, man. Just just once, just read something. I read stuff, I just don't read that. Why not? That's very important. Because I read other stuff, like Tucker Carlson and yeah, Dude but, That Doesn't Know How a Lease Works. Yeah, but Dude That Doesn't Know How a Lease Works doesn't ruin your life. Nor does Tucker Carlson. FedCoin can actually ruin your fucking life. I agree that it can, but go go right ahead. Go right ahead. Tell the people all about it. So listen to me here. He's going to rap to you for a minute. <laughs> we going to rap for a minute. 
All you little children out there sit Indian style. That has got to be one of these funniest fucking, I got to interject this, one of the funniest fucking stand-up comedians I have ever seen. Who? I have no idea what his name is. Then he can't be that fucking funny. But he's a Native American. And... He says set me style? Because I think I've seen this guy. Yeah, yeah, sit me style. And he's putting his, trying to put his leg behind his head. Yeah, yeah, I think I've seen this guy. He's fucking hilarious. Always talking about the res and shit. Yep, and, yeah. and, and his uh, his parents sending him to uh, to pilgrim camp. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking hilarious. I love it. But anyways, go right on ahead. Do you know Al's can sit crisscross applesauce? I, I did know that. Yes, that is a thing I knew. It's always something with them motherfuckers. I, that is a thing that I knew. Anyway, so FedCoin. It's this super neato thing that the government wants to do. It's basically think Bitcoin but controlled by the government. Yeah. It's it's called CBDC. Central Banking Digital Currency. Yes. <clears throat> and basically the idea is the money that you have in your account right now. Eventually that's going to become fucking worthless because our economy is fucking tanking and how. Yeah. So what they're going to do is they're going to let it tank and they're going to go, "Oh, oh, oh no, you just lost all your money." Don't worry, we'll help. We're going to issue what's called the Fed coin. And it's a digital currency that works just like our American currency. That's the surface. Here's the fine print they don't tell you. It's very heavily influenced by ESG. And uh, Do you know what ESG is? Go, go, go ahead and tell the people. It's, it's basically like, like China. Social credit score. Okay. <clears throat> so let's say it's social and environmental, actually. Mm. So let's say you drive a V8 like I do. Okay. It takes a lot of gas to run those fuckers. It sure shit does. So let's say I go to the gas station one day and I just got paid. Right. Just got paid with my new Fed coin. Mm-hmm. And I've got... Let's say 600 Fed coins just sitting there waiting to be spent. All right. And one Fed coin equals $1. Right. And I was like, oh, you know, let me put uh, 40 in gas in my truck. And they swap my card and they go, you're declined. How am I declined? I, I literally have, I just got paid. Um, I don't know. And then you get this little text on your phone from an app that you'll no, no doubtedly have to download oh, yeah. to run concurrently with FedCoin that's going to say, oh, um, we're sorry. You've used your monthly allotment for fossil fuels. Try again next month. But I need it today because I got to go to work so I can pay my bills. Hmm. Sounds like the workaround to that is they want you to buy an EV. Yeah, yeah. Or let's say let's say you're you're like one of us and you like to shoot guns. Yeah. Well, what do you have to have to shoot guns? A gun. Well, not just that. You got to have and ammo. Ammo. So let's say you go on your favorite ammo website, and you're like, you know what? Bulkammo.com. That one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, ammo Seek's another good one. I love Ammo Seek. Cheaper than dirt. <clears throat> it's not. It's really not. <laughs> but let's say you go on your favorite bulk ammo website, and you're like, you know what? I've got the money. I'm going to splurge. I'm going to buy a thousand rounds, five, five, six. Put in your card information. 
phone buzzes. Bzz, you know, what the fuck? Oh, we're sorry. Um, we feel like that's too much ammo. Um, we kind of think you might be planning something, and we don't like that. So, so we're gonna need you to sit tight while um, some uh, suited men in a black SUV pull up in your driveway in about five minutes. And here's the here's the even worse part than that. If for whatever reason they just want to, they can just turn your fucking money off. It's like you don't even have money anymore. It's sitting there. You can see the balance, but you can't spend it. Yeah, you remember how a lot of people out in the Midwest uh, were, uh, were, were, were getting, you know, royally pissed off last summer because they had digital thermostats that yes. they got from their, you know, power company. Yes. That, you know, they opted in when they got these digital thermostats to, you know, allow the power company to link up to it. So that way, you know, they could get statistical data and all this other shit on power usage. Mm-hmm. And then people were overloading the power grid, all running their AC at the same time. So the power company said, <laughs> we got to conserve energy. So uh, click and turned off everyone's fucking AC. They didn't turn it off. Technically. Well, they took control of it. and They, they set the thermostat to like 80. Yeah. And until your house got to 80, your AC didn't kick on. Yep. So, you know, that's a that's problematic. It's the same thing with your money. Yeah. They want to be able, they want you beholden to them. Because if they can turn your money off, you have to be scared of them. Yeah. Because if you do something they don't like, they'll turn your fucking money off. And then you can't buy groceries or gas or pay your bills. And then you lose everything. And then you're really beholden to them because now you have to go live in government housing. So don't ever let them pass this shit. Ever. You're going to have a bad time. Shut up, computer. I'm talking. But Steam Deck has an update available. Stream Deck? Stream Deck, maybe. Maybe maybe that thing? I didn't see the R from this far away. Uh, We need to work on your eyesight. A little bit. (laughs) Uh, Because I definitely saw it. But, uh, yeah. Don't let them pass this shit. And the big reason I don't think it will get passed is because if we go to FedCoin, they can look and see everywhere you've spent money. Yep. They can then predict the things you're going to spend your money on. Yep. Kind of like an algorithm. But guess what? Anybody with just a cursory knowledge of hacker, of being able to hack things, could also find out where the politicians are spending their money. Yeah, everyone remember uh, Ashley Madison? Yeah. Remember that happening? Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Think about that one, politicians. If you can see where we're spending our money. We have people that can see where you're spending your money. Yeah. Sorry, gotta let my mom know I got my keys. Waiting on you. Yeah, so there's that. So you can have a bad time too. Waiting on you. I'm gonna I'm gonna love this last story. <laughs> this is gonna be a lot of fun. It could be, yeah. It's gonna be so much fun. I got to get the article pulled back up here. 
This is on militarytimes.com. Where the fuck do you think you're going? Wherever I want. Put your goddamn headphones back on and sit your ass down. I'll do what I want. Like I said, this is on militarytimes.com. And the headline reads, Help Wanted, Guardsman Applies to Be Hitman Gets Arrested Instead. This is not a satirical story. This actually fucking happened. A wannabe assassin looking to use his skills to earn some extra cash is now instead targeting a way to keep out of prison over a bogus murder-for-hire job application. Authorities recently arrested a Tennessee Air National Guard service member. Keep that in mind, Air National Guard. After he reportedly sought work as a hitman on a fake website known to lure would-be criminals. FBI agents earlier this month arrested Josiah Ernesto Ernesto Garcia, 21, who allegedly attempted to become a hired killer with the parody website rentahitman.com. I'm just... For shits and giggles, looking. Up are you there. going up? Are you going to that website? No, no, just for shits. I'm looking up their qualification course. Oh, okay. Gotta know about it. Go to that website too. I want to be. I want to see if it's still active. What is it called? Rentahitman.com. Okay, let me read this and then I'll go. There. Okay. Authorities charged him Thursday for the use of interstate commerce facilities in the commission of murder for hire. The court release added. Garcia reportedly first inquired about employment with the site on February 16th, indicating he possessed, quote, military experience and rifle expertise. Now, I'm going to pause right there before I go any further. He's in the Air National Guard. That's... Of course, the National Guard is basically the state-level military. It's the quote-unquote militia. <laughs> Their Q course is fucking stupid. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The National Guard is, like I said, it's, it's, it's the state militia, essentially. I know very little about the Air National Guard, but I'm guessing just based off of the name, it's kind of like the state militia weekend warrior Air Force. Maybe. I'm just guessing. I doubt there's any pilots. (laughs) I don't think you're allowed to fly. I'm sure there are. I wouldn't think so. I'm sure there are. Would you want to fucking get in a plane? Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) But I'm saying, like, I'm sure there probably are. But be that as it may. Military experience and rifle expertise. I'm going to throw my shit out there for a second. I was in the infantry. I was a mortarman. I was cross-trained as a machine gunner. Yep. Cross-trained as a fucking rifleman. Every Marine is a rifleman. First and foremost. Doesn't matter what your MOS is. Every Marine is a rifleman. That's the fucking motto. Yep. We all shoot the same course of fire or the course of fire when I was in boot camp, which was known distance, iron sights with the M16A2 service rifle shooting at two, three, and 500 yards. That tells you how old I am. Mm-hmm. 
when I went through boot camp, we were not qualifying with ACOGs. They're not even qualifying with ACOGs now. Something else. Yeah, 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 that's true. Once I got into the fleet, it was the same way. First course of fire that I shot in the fleet. Two, three, and 500 yards, known distance with iron sights. Ooh, ooh, question, question, question. Answer, 42. Probably not. Did you guys do grass week in the fleet, or was that only in basic? So, in basic, grass week, as he's referring to, uh, we call it uh, snap-in, is... Basically, the prep getting ready for the rifle range. It's a, it's a, it's a week long. We do classes. We do snapping. We have a barrel with the target silhouettes mm-hmm. yeah. drawn on it and <clears throat> different sizes for the shapes and everything to simulate the different ranges. So, obviously, the smaller it is, the further away it is. But <clears throat> we all, quote, unquote, snap in on this barrel. We we get into our shooting positions, and we aim in on the barrel, and we practice dry fire. But did you do that in the fleet? Yes. So you did. Gra- so every time you had to do qualification, you did a grass week. Yes. Wow. Now in boot camp, kind of the same way, but more emphasis in the fleet. There's less emphasis on the actual training aspect of it. Really. Um, quote unquote grass week is just a week for us to get out of the fucking jobs that we're doing and fuck off for a week while we get ready for the rifle range. Because by that point, we all know how the fucking rifle range works. How long does it take to do rifle quals after basic? Uh, I'm fact checking a motherfucker from the internet. <laughs> um, so for the Marine Corps. Um, he was a Marine. He, he, he was a Marine. So okay. I'm fact-checking so, his ass. For the Marine Corps, um, we have our snap-in week, grass week, whatever the fuck they call it now. I don't fucking remember. But then on qual week, it used to be you had Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday was practice. Uh-huh. Thursday was pre-qual. Friday was qual. Then they changed the course of fire and included combat shooting into the mix. So then it became Monday and Tuesday was practice for the standard two, three, and 500 yards. Wednesday was qual day for that. Thursday was practice for the combat shooting. And then Friday was qual day for that. Okay, okay. So technically nothing he said was inaccurate, but he's still a fucking idiot. So... But military experience and rifle expertise. So, as us active duty people like to refer to National Guardsmen and Reservists, he's a fucking tampon. He's only good for one weekend a month. Now, on your rifle, okay, like when, when y'all were shooting, were you at 25 yards just shooting at smaller targets? No. Or were you actually shooting out to... A man-sized target at 500 meters. So, okay, so <clears throat> at the 200-yard line, you shot at a point target and a silhouette target, or dog target, as we called it. Yeah. Which, the point target is basically just a bullseye. Yeah. 
The dog target is supposed to be a silhouette of a prone position. Yeah. You've got the head and shoulders, essentially. Yeah. Then at the 500 yard, you have the B-mod target. Mm -hmm. So you shoot at the point target and the dog target at two and 300 yards. Yeah. At 500 yards, you're shooting at the B-mod target. But is that legitimately 500 yards away? Yes. Okay. That's, that's what I want to know. Do you, do you want to hear their qualifications now? We'll, we'll, we'll. Because we'll. <laughs> it's fucking funny. Go, go ahead. Let's hear their qualifications. I'm, I'm going to read this whole thing. In order to graduate Air Force basic training, this is Air Force. So I would assume that Air National Guard would be similar. Okay. You have to qualify on the M16. Sure, maybe. And okay. an M9 pistol. Okay. During the actual firing, you fire a total of 80 rounds at a man-sized target, upper body only, at ranges of 75 meters to 300 meters. The range is a short range, so you'll be firing only 25 yards away. However, they shrink the size of the targets to simulate the distance. So they have actually no experience in hitting a target at 500 yards. They have experience in hitting a really small target at 25 yards, which is not the same fucking thing. No, it's not. I mean, yeah, you can simulate all day long at 25 yards how a target is going to look at 500 yards, but it doesn't change the fact that that target is still only 25 yards away. and There's less wind resistance. There's less wind resistance. There's less gravity taking effect. So, like, and, and, and for, those, was, for those of you that don't know <coughs> how basic ballistics works, there's a reason why, okay, when we would sight in our rifles, especially with the ACOG, we would sight in what's called a 36-yard BZO. Oh, 36-300? Yep. Because the trajectory of the bullet fired from an M16, not an M4, but an M16, fired from an M16, a 62-grain M855 green-tip ball round, because that does make a fucking difference. It does. But only depending on your twist rate. Yeah, higher twist rate wouldn't matter. Yeah. Just like I, I want to say, um, I want to say we were using a one in seven. Then you needed 62? Yeah, minimum. So, 62 grain M855 green tip ball round. Fired from an M16. At 36 yards... The flight trajectory of the projectile is the exact same as it is at 300 yards. See, what a lot of people don't realize is once bullet leaves gun, people think bullet go straight. It do not go straight. Bullet no go straight. Bullet actually will climb. And then drop. And then will... the <laughs> Gravity's not just an idea, it's law. Yeah. <laughs> Gravity will take over and start making that round drop. And it just so happens that the impact point at 36 yards happens to be the exact same <coughs> at 300 yards. It's the same for 5250. Yep. Yeah. Or 5200. Yeah, it's 5200. So, <coughs> yes, all of that in mind, 
a one in seven twist rate on your barrel with a 62 grain M855 green tip all round on an M16 rifle. Flight trajectory at 36 yards is the exact same at 300 yards. You have to take all of that shit into account. Weight of the projectile. Twist rate of the barrel. Length of the barrel. Yes, because that affects velocity. Yes, it does. Uh, Wind speed. Wind direction. And if you get into really, really long distance shooting, barometric pressure. Yeah. Not to mention varying wind directions. Yes, because you can get crosswinds. Yes. Especially at like a mile. Yeah. Uh, Shooting at a mile, you could have three different wind directions going on within that mile. Yes. So there's a lot to take into consideration. Plus, there's also what they call, I think it's the areolus effect. Possibly. Which is essentially the spinning of the round. Yeah. Will basically, it's almost kind of like a mass A effect on a cue ball. It's a curve. Yeah. It's a, it's a curve on the round. At really long distances, because that round is spinning as it flies through the air, and it's cutting against wind resistance, and it has that spin on it, it's actually going to go into its own, like that, that it, it, it's really hard to fucking describe, just do some fucking research on it. Yeah. So, but... <clears throat> Military experience and rifle expertise. So his military experience was basically nine. 2021, he's a National Guardsman, so one week in a month, two weeks a year. Basically none. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and, and this is not a shot at Guardsmen. No, not like, at all. Like, but, but you just don't have the experience that the average everyday soldier has. Yes, you do not do it on a regular basis like an active duty service member does. But also, 99.9% of you motherfuckers aren't going, I shoot expert at the range. I could be a hitman. No. You're just people that do this. Yeah. You wanted to serve your country. You know, I would, No qualms with you. I would liken it to... This, this is how I would compare it to. I play golf on the weekends every now and then. Yeah. That's that's like saying I'm qualified to be a fucking PGA tour announcer, dude. I like okay, I, I can't. I didn't do. I would do that with golf. We used to play shows on the weekends. Yeah, and we would go out and we would do shows like we play like Friday night Alabama, Saturday night we would do Chattanooga, or we would do Friday night Georgia, Saturday night we would do. Some, and we called that doing weekend warrior tours. Yeah, that's what we called it. By no means was I a professional musician. That's why it was called a weekend warrior tour. Because by no means are you technically a professional soldier. Yeah. But you're closer than I am. Yeah. So, yeah. Military experience and rifle expertise. None. (laughs) Not not after what I just read. Like, I've got better fucking qualifications than that motherfucker. A few days later, (laughs) the complaint alleges Garcia, nicknamed Reaper... I hate him. And I read another article about this. I didn't explain this to you earlier, but he claims uh, in uh, one of his posts on this website that uh, his squad mates nicknamed him Reaper because of how well he shoots. I don't think he's telling the truth. (laughs) 
You're not cool if you have to give yourself your own nickname. Reaper submitted a resume noting his employment in the state's Air National Guard from July 2021 to present. This next sentence, I fucking love the person that wrote this article. Okay. It remains unclear whether he submitted a cover letter or three professional references as his custom with non-hitman job applications. <laughs> so I went to redhitman.com. Right? I'm going to read you the opening banner. Oh, show, show it to me. Show it to me. Show it to I'm, me. I'm just going to read it to you. Rent a hitman. Your point and click solution. We are 100% HIPAA compliant. HIPAA standing for Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act of 1964. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Click below for your free consultation. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the dark web is not safe, but we are. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to read this, and then we'll get back into the article. It's common knowledge that the dark and deep webs are not safe marketplaces for carrying out nefarious deeds. These sites are often fraught with potential risks, including viruses, and fraud is rampant. There is no guarantee of privacy, and your information could be leaked to less than reputable websites, including law enforcement agencies, and that's no fun. And every bit of that's a fucking lie. (laughs) The good news is that Rent-A-Hitman is a safe and secure option that's easily accessible on the World Wide Web. We place great importance on maintaining the confidentiality of our clients and ensuring their privacy is protected under HIPAA, the Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act of 1964. See, here's the problem. They put the actual HIPAA, H-I-P-A-A, right there, but then... They've got it, Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act. I know, they did that for a reason. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To fool stupid people. In contrast, our competitors' websites can't make the same claim, and their credibility is questionable at best. So when it comes to your safety and peace of mind, choose Rent-A-Hitman. Capiche? It actually says capiche. (laughs) (sighs) Oh my god, that is awesome. (laughs) Got a problem that needs resolving with over 17,985 U.S. base field operatives. We can find a solution that's right for you. What was the number on that? 17,985. 17,900. So according to this website, there's almost 18,000 active hitmen out there. Our expertly trained field operatives are dedicated to providing a complimentary consultation to help you discover the perfect solution for your unique situation. And it goes on. Oh, my God. Since 1920, Rent-A-Hitman has assisted a diverse range of satisfied clients, including ordinary citizens of all ages, government employees, and even political figures. So, what, it's a, citizens of all... Are kids calling these people up and taking out fucking hits on people? Their parents, maybe. Uh Let's see. Our experience allows us to handle any delicate situation with precision and efficiency while ensuring 100% compliance with the Hitman and (laughs) their version of HIPAA. Is this like Skyrim and there's a kid fucking summoning the Dark Brotherhood or some shit? I'm thinking so, yeah. Uh, Jesus. Holy shit. 
What does that say? Who the fuck is that? What? Who the hell's Robin Seeger? Like, because it says planning is as natural to the process of success as absence is to the process of failure. It's a quote from Robin Seeger. I don't know who the fuck that is, but they're using his quote on this website. I have no clue who that is. All right. Back well, to- <laughs> that's going to cause more research. Back to the article here. Captain Keely Moriarty. A spokesperson for the Tennessee Military Department confirmed to Military Times that Garcia enlisted in the Tennessee Air National Guard on July 2021. The fictitious Murder for Hire website was initially created in 2005 to advertise a cybersecurity startup, but the company never took off. The site administrator later converted it to a satirical webpage with pretend testimonials. Quote, Caught my husband cheating with the babysitter, and our relationship was terminated after a free public relations consultation. I'm single again and looking to mingle. End quote. One fake client wrote. Oh, that's not even the best one. Because I just read that one, and there's one below it that's even better. Oh, let me, let me, let me, <laughs> let me see here. Read that one. This is from Fernando M. Kansas, and this is on the Rent a Hitman website. My business schedule is too busy to get my hands dirty with human resources issues, so I consulted with Rent a Hitman, and they handled my disgruntled employee issue promptly while I was out of town on vacation. Gracias, Rent a Hitman. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's fantastic. Quote. Oh, no, I skipped I skipped the paragraph here. Let me let me let me backtrack here. Rather than focus his job search on an accredited platform, Garcia sent multiple follow-up emails to the site. The FBI eventually intervened, instructing the website owner to set up a phone interview with the aspiring hitman. Holy shit, this is how he got this is how they got him. <laughs> I let, guarantee it. Let me see. This is want to join the rent a hitman family. Check the careers page. Be sure to include portrait, headshot, and list of any skills you may have. Oh, my God. Blood, breath, or urine testing may be required depending upon your geographical location. Oh, my God. Not available in Virginia, Puerto Rico, and Guam. Jesus Christ. That's how they got him because there's a literal career section. (sighs) I've been looking into this for some time now. I was looking for a way to make good money. Garcia reportedly told the FBI, saying in another email to the website owner that he wanted a good-paying job to support a child he had on the way. Interesting. I'm watching a show about a guy that did something similar, but he didn't become a hitman. He just started to cook meth. on the careers page oh my god you can actually fill out a thing but at the bottom it says rent a hitman is no longer affiliated with the diners club the detroit lions the illuminati donald trump kyle rittenhouse kyle baskin or vladimir putin (laughs) due to contractual (laughs) restrictions (laughs) holy fucking shit oh my god oh i'm getting all right yeah get get the fuck off of that before (laughs) before people start showing up here Holy fuck. 
In the interview, Garcia also reportedly said he would be comfortable with taking fingers or ears as trophies or performing torture at a client's request. All right, fucking universal soldier. After seemingly passing his phone introduction, Garcia met with an undercover FBI agent on April 6th in Nashville, Tennessee. Let that sink in. Phone interview for a clandestine hitman. The agent told him he did not have to go through with the scheme and could walk away at any time. But Garcia reportedly assured the agent he was in. Dude, this FBI agent is motherfucking Teresa. He, at every step of the way, was like, are you sure you want to do this? I'm giving you an out, motherfucker. Take it. Now, this is where it gets fantastic. Picture any fucking movie that you can think of that has some sort of fucking super secret squirrel meeting going on. Cloak and dagger shit. Fucking just <coughs> clear and present danger. Fucking the born identity. If you want to go even like in a TV series, burn notice. Burn notice. What do they all have in common? Park benches. Park benches. Oh, they did that in white collar too. White collar, yes, they did. Yeah, they, yeah, they did do that. Yeah, every clandestine, super secret squirrel meeting, Ricky Recon, whatever you want to fucking call it. One thing they always have in common is a fucking meeting on a public park bench. <sighs> a few days later, undercover FBI agents messaged Garcia saying a job was available. Another meeting was then arranged at a public park outside Nashville. All right, idiot. During the rendezvous, the agent gave Garcia a target package. Again, every fucking super secret spy movie ever. Meeting on the park bench in public. Here's the dossier on the target. Here's the problem with that, though. They actually gave him a, a target packet. Yes. That included a picture. What if he had accidentally found that person? Well, hold on. During the rendezvous, the agent gave Garcia a target package consisting of photographs and a description of a fictional target's name. It's a photograph. How fictional can it actually be? It's probably a fucking agent in the FBI. That's not fictional. <laughs> what if that agent just happened to be in Nashville? I'm saying probably <laughs> not. Of course, with the way things are nowadays, hell, they may have used fucking some AI generator to fucking... I fucking hope so, because what if you got some random motherfucker clapped because you gave a fucking target package to a fucking moron? Description of a fictional target's name, weight, age, height, address, and employment information. Oh, we could put that in the movie. Yep. He's like getting, he's like killing this person. And they're like, why are you killing me? What did I do? <laughs> the agent told him the client would pay $5,000 for the target to be killed. That should have been a dead, like $5,000 for a fucking hit. Dude, I've heard about people hiring hitmen on the dark web. Yeah. Do you know how much it costs? Oh, I'm saying cheapest is probably going to be 60 or 70. Well, they do it based on Bitcoin. Okay. Because Bitcoin is not traceable. Right. 
um, it costs anywhere from one to 10 Bitcoin from what I've read. One Bitcoin is like $48,000. Yeah. So 10 would be 480. Yeah. So yeah, 5,000, a little low. It's like that motherfucker that we did a show about a few months ago that was like killed somebody for two thousand dollars in the eighties. Garcia allegedly asked if he needed to take a photo of the dead person's body as proof the job was complete. Dude, if you figure out how to do that, you are a genius. The FBI then arrested him. <laughs> no, 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 no. You gotta let him go through the planning process. That was a premature. That was a premature arrest. They should have let this motherfucker try. <laughs> Just followed him around like he's never going to find him. Where the fuck is he going? Yeah, they should have given him like a time and location. Like the target is going to be at this location at this time, and then arrested him and been like, "You dumb motherfucker!" Like, and we need it. We want it to look like a hit, but we don't want it to look like a hit. It needs to look like an accident. <laughs> like. We want we want to put your rifle expertise. We're going to give you this rifle. <laughs> it's an airsoft rifle. <laughs> no, give him a real fucking gun. No. Bad. Bad. <laughs> no. Give him a real gun, but load it with dummy rounds. I think he might know. He is, like, an expert marksman aside, he's shot a gun enough to know that doesn't actually have a projectile. No, I'm not talking about blanks. I'm oh, talking about like, dummy rounds. What if you want to test fire the rifle? He's in Tennessee. Like, there's plenty of places to do that. <laughs> that kind of collapses in on itself. No, you, you make it same day. Like, here's the dossier. He's going to be at this location at this time. We need you to set up your fucking blind at this spot. And get ready to take his ass out. Oh, man. It would be so great. Because then, like, FBI agents, like, kind of sneak up behind him. And they wait for him to pull the trigger. And they hear, and the, then they hear the click. click. <laughs> they go, did you really think we were going to give you a real rifle? You stupid bastard. Get up. You're going to jail. <laughs> we're storyboarding this as we go along. Yeah, we're going to make, we're a, gonna movie. make a movie we're, out of we're this. We're making a movie out of this. It's probably only going to be, like, a... 20 or 30 minute long short, but and it's going to have a budget of like negative $4, but whatever. We're, we're going to make it happen. We're making this movie. We're going to be shooting this on my <coughs> S 22 ultra. <laughs> hey, we got some fucking GoPros too. We can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can use the GoPros too. <laughs> we can get multiple angles. The guardsman reportedly told investigators he met with the agent because he had second thoughts on the assassin role after learning he had been hired for another medical job. Um, no, you took the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shoots that theory to shit. If convicted, Garcia faces up to 10 years in prison. Good, he needs a timeout. <laughs> Go sit in your cell and think about what the fuck you did. Bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bad. We don't do that. We don't kill. We do. You don't kill people. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Who are we going to get to play the undercover FBI agent? I have no idea, but we'll figure it you're, out. You're going to be Garcia. Fuck no, I'm not. You're going to be Garcia. I am. Um, I've never seen the man, but I feel I'm a bit too tall. You're going to be Garcia. Why do I got to be Garcia? No, no, you can't be Garcia. We need somebody who's younger. 
My point. I'm sure we can find somebody that's in their 20s to play Garcia. We need to get a hold of Balake. I don't think he can play Garcia either. He's not believable as like a... uh, I wouldn't even be believable as Air National Guard. I'm in shape, just not the right one. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to work. Look like a mill team six motherfucker out there. Ham hock operator. Yes, sir. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to be holding casting calls. (laughs) If you're local to the Northeast Alabama area and you would like to join us. (laughs) Bravo snacks going dark. (laughs) Send us a message at (laughs) rentahitman.com. Or maybe just on the Two Bears Talking page. That too. (laughs) Because we'll probably actually see that one. (laughs) Don't go to rentahitman.com. Be smarter than that. I mean, definitely go to rentahitman.com and read this shit. But don't do anything else. Yeah, don't enter any information and submit it. <laughs> don't do that. But definitely read the shit because it is hilarious. Yes, uh, that is one of the best websites I have seen since People of Walmart. Like, I swear to God, if the government shows up at my house, I'm fully okay with that. Because I'm like, look, guys, you've got to read the shit. Let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm totally okay with it. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. We got through all of that a lot faster than I thought we would. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad at it. I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at it either. Uh, that's a good place to leave it, though. That is a good place to leave it. Wait, don't go to rentahitman. Go to rentahitman.com, but don't enter anything. Yeah, like, don't don't go. Don't try to rent a hitman or become a hitman. Yeah, you can go to the careers tab, but don't type anything. Just read the shit, because it's probably asked some pretty funny information, too. I didn't read that part. I didn't see what all the information it asked, but it probably asked some funny shit. I kind of want to fill out no. an application on there, but I'm going to make sure I put in there not actually looking for hitman work, just looking at this for media purposes. No, like, if you're going to do that, you better get a VPN. <laughs> make your shit be like Bangladesh or something. <laughs> like, stay, and get your computer the fuck away from my house. <laughs> To fucking bounce off somebody else's <laughs> Wi-Fi. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a good place to leave it right there. <laughs> oh, man. That just... that. Why? All right, we're going to end it there. We're going to go start scripting and storyboarding this shit. Yeah, and, you know, other things. Yep. Again, a big shout-out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us, except for the guy who tried to become a hitman. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. This has been Two Beards Talking. I am Daniel Sanders. And I am Matt Lasseter. Thanks for listening, everybody.